Hey folks, welcome to the second episode of Inside Battlefield, our official Battlefield podcast where we talk all things Battlefield. I'm Tom, community manager here at DICE. We are releasing a new episode for you every Monday. So whatever you're doing, we're excited to have you listen in. Maybe you're walking the dog, maybe you're cooking some food. Uh, happy to have you on the show. So today is episode two, and we'll take a close look at everything that's coming in update 3.2. Releasing on January 31st. So if you missed last week's episode, then we invite you to listen back to our episode on the return to the class system, where we take a deep dive about these changes coming as part of this update. We also have our Death Notes blog available on the Battlefield website that talks about the journey our team took to get this feature into your hands. And lastly, if you have any thoughts or comments, then please reach out to us directly at podcast at battlefield.com or find us on social channels via at Battlefield and tag us on Twitter using hashtag InsideBattlefield. Um, next week, we will have a specific Q&A talking about Update 3.2 and beyond. So if you have questions on that, let us know. And that brings us to our guests for this week, Florian, who is back from last week, and Jack. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Hi, so I'm Jack Carlson. I'm a game design intern at DICE since... August last year, um, but I actually have a 15 plus year experience in the creative industries, ranging from dance and choreography to film, music, uh, scenography, lighting, all kinds of things. And then I reschooled to become a game designer about two years ago. And it's really amazing to be at Dice and really amazing to work at a place with such inspiring colleagues. And I love Battlefield, so it's great to be here. Happy to have you. Yeah, hello everyone. I'm Florian. I'm back again today for another episode <laughs> of uh, Inside Battlefield. I'm really excited to be here to share a lot of cool information on 3.2. I know this is the second episode on 3.2, but we have so much good stuff in there yep. that it's it's worth the double episode. Um, so yeah, happy to be here again. Awesome. So let's uh, let's dive into everything that's coming in this update as a brief overview. Uh, alongside the return to the class system, which we discussed last week, we have the breakaway rework, which is our largest map rework we've done so far. Um, we've got thermal scopes on the way. We've got the below radar system coming to air vehicles. We've got the active protection system coming to our tanks. And we've got a bunch of new vault weapons, the M39, EMR, M321, and the PP2000, and a whole set of smaller individual changes and improvements that we we'll dive into later as well. Um yeah. Guys, you ready? Let's let's dive in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Awesome. So, let's start with looking what's available for play this week. We start with Rush XL, Gunmaster BF3, Aerial Assault Conquest, and we've got Ultimate Chaos for Friday Night Battlefield, Exodus Conquest and Escalation Breakthrough. So, a bunch of new modes to play this week. Florian, what are you looking forward to the most? Uh I'm super excited about having a playlist again with Spearhead. Uh, I've been playing this map so much since the release of Season 3. I think it's one of the best maps we have in the game right now. Uh, and we have, of course, Breakaway uh, that has been completely reworked that we'll we'll talk about a bit more. Uh, that is going to surprise players quite a lot. So it's a very exciting map rotation. I mean, I do also want to highlight to keep uh, an ear out for the wonderful voice in Spearhead. Uh, you know, just to... To let you know, Tom. Yes. So something we learned today is that the uh, 
announcer in the Stockholm subway system actually did the voice for um, Spearhead as well inside the factory. It's it's amazing. I when I was told this this morning, I had this realization because I've been playing this map so much. And when you go inside the factories, <laughs> you get to hear this voice saying stuff in Swedish all the time, and you're like, uh, "Sounds familiar." It sounds so <laughs> no, familiar. No, like, where sense. do I know this yeah. voice from? I hear this voice every single morning when yep. I get to work, or every day. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's so, so fun. Yeah, I, feel, I think it's a very cool little detail. It that is we added in, and also because you know it's located in Sweden, the yep. map. And yeah, it's like you're hearing it every day. We're huge fans of this person, this voice. So it's pretty fun. Uh, so if you are on the Stockholm subway at some point in your life, uh, have a listen. Uh, you will recognize the voice. Um, let's take a look at what, what we'll, we'll talk about today. So last week we talked about the return to the class system. Um, today we're talking about update 3.2 which releases on Tuesday, January 31st. So we're really looking forward to getting that in your hands. Um, Florian, can you give us a quick reminder of the return to the class system that's part of this update? We covered it last week, but maybe if folks didn't listen, what's what's it all about? Yes, I'll try to do the, the short version of what it is. Uh, so the return of the class system um, reintroduces class gameplay into Battlefield 2042. You still have the specialist, but all of the specialists are split across the four classes. So Assault, Support, Recon, and Engineer. And you will only have access to certain gadgets when you are within the class. So as an engineer, you will be, for example, the only one to have access to Rocket Launcher. If you uh, are with Recon, you will have access to spotting stuff in Recon, and other classes will not have access to that. And on top of this, Every single classes have a uh, new gadget slot uh, that will allow them to perform their role on the battlefield. So if I take engineer again, engineer will have always access to the repair tool. So I think in summary, structure and class identity yes. is, are like the big things that we're bringing back with this update. Something That's the main that, stuff with gameplay. Yeah. Uh, there's also, yeah. of course, tons of uh, extra changes between like quality of life improvements, UI changes, uh, some uh, changes to the menus, the collection screen, yep. uh, the loadout system is changing as well uh, to fit those changes. So, yeah, it's a pretty big change for 3.2. That's one of the main things, uh, of course. I feel like I want to add something also yes. to what Florian said, Please. because from a designer's perspective... Uh, what I'm really interested in is the relationship between interactions in a game. And I feel like what the class system does is it really makes that center of gravity uh, because it's about synergies between these roles. And so we're no longer balancing individual pieces against the whole. We're also balancing entities that contain these pieces um, in a restricted way, right? So suddenly team play becomes so much more important. Yep. And I feel for us at DICE that's really important and something we want to just uh, make better and better all the time. So Play the objective. Play the objective. Yeah, teamwork makes teamwork. it work. And, and, <laughs> that's so and, cheesy, but <laughs> that's what we're going for. Yeah, it's more yeah. fun to win together. Yes, and and exactly. like also to to be interdependent. Uh, you know, that like you need to rely on other people to achieve this. And I feel like um, that's a big part of life in general. So we're kind of emulating that in the game. Yeah, it's the, it's the biggest overhaul we've done for 2042 so far. Um, so it's available for play starting tomorrow, January 31st. So... I would yeah. invite you all to just come check it out. Let us know how it feels. We would love your feedback. So next week we're doing a Q&A specific episode where 
We will answer your questions about update 3.2, the return to the class system, uh, and anything beyond that. So let us know your questions. You can reach out to us on podcast at battlefield.com or just tag us on social channels um, with on at battlefield or Twitter using the hashtag inside battlefield. Uh, we'll collect your questions and we, we are looking forward to going over those uh, next week. Yep. Agreed. Um, quick overview about what's in update 3.2 other than obviously the return to the class system. So we have our map rework for breakaway coming, which we'll talk uh, a lot more about today. It's our biggest rework we've done so far, so I'm very excited to get it into your hands. We have a new su suppressor, long-range scope and thermal scopes. And thermal scopes is, I think, the big thing that uh, I would love to talk about more as well today. We have the active protection system coming to the M1A5 and T28 tanks, which is uh, something we already had on, on some of our other vehicles um, before, namely the... The crab. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what's what's the actual name of the crab? Again? <laughs> it is, uh, isn't it? Uh, the um, uh, it's another animal. Ram. The ram. Exactly. <laughs> like we called it. We call it the crab internally, and sometimes the deaf names about how we call our our vehicles internally are so stuck in my head. Because yeah. We, you know, we talk about them uh, that way all the time. So it is the ram, which obviously. Uh, so we have Below Radar coming for air vehicles, which we'll talk about more as well. We've got new vault weapons, um, the M39, MER, MTAR-21 and the PP-2000. And we've got a, a whole set of smaller individual changes and improvements that I'd love to talk to both you, Florian and Jack, about. Um, I think you've, you can probably share some cool little details with us later. For sure. Um, so let's start with the, uh, the breakaway rework. Yeah, and something I thought about uh, this morning is like when we got into the first play tests, uh, where uh, the levels team has started to to really work on this. I just remember the difference, like really feeling that the flow of the map was mm -hmm. totally different. That um, it wasn't necessarily more high paced, but like you you got a sense that you you were flowing into action all the time. Uh, it's it's one of those like unknowns it's like you don't know exactly what changed but you just feel like a very big dynamic difference in the yeah. experience and i thought that was uh, really really nice to to experience i mean I, I i think breakaway was one of the biggest maps we had in the game when we it, released it, it is, was I gigantic think, yeah it is it is the biggest if yes I'm I'm, yeah yeah I, I was not 100 sure but i i think that that was the case yeah. right um and I think it's, this is one of the maps where we struggled to get correct flow going because of the distances and certain objectives were hard to reach. It was pretty hard to play at times. Mm. It's an amazing looking map. The location is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I think the work that has been done here, which is basically getting things closer together like other maps that we've reworked, uh, has really helped trying to uh, improve that flow. Uh, and from what I know, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Tom, but... Uh, this is one of the maps that received the the largest rework uh, yes. when it comes to yep. amount of things that have moved around, uh, amount of like investment to try to make this map play correctly. Because this is a very particular map. It's not like a map um, where you place a bunch of assets everywhere. It's it's a glacier, uh, mm. and trying to make that work and make that look good, play well, is very challenging. And I think they've done an awesome work uh, making that really. Awesome looking first uh, yeah. and play super well. It's kind of amazing when you think about the map compared to others also because I feel like it 
sure, it's big, but it's it also is like maps within maps. Like you get to the oil rig and that's like its whole experience in itself. Yeah. And you go through the glacier and and like I th- so I think that's a really wonderful aspect to be able to combine that while still improving the flow and and um, uh, the experience of combat in this uh, map. But also uh, they've done a lot of work in how it looks, right? So, for example, shader work on the glacier and that kind of thing, which is really really dope. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you, if you don't know, you might not spot it at first. But like we made the glacier look better. So just look out for it when you're playing next. Uh, and Jack, you you mentioned the um, the Orwick, and I think that's one of the most iconic locations probably in game. It's so recognizable. It's like a huge play area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I personally love about Breakaway is if you um, like you move there and like you can spot the Orwick in the distance if you're playing and you you know you're you're moving to capture locations. You it's just there. It it has a lot of cool areas or places how you can get up there yeah mm-hmm. uh so like the file for the ore rig is like i mean it's yeah. uh, it's a central piece of the map when yes. you, when you look at it yeah. it makes it uh easy to orientate yourself on the yeah. map and i mean like i was saying <laughs> earlier um oh uh, you don't really know what changed but i think you really know what changed i i i've been playing this map in playtest for a while now so i've seen it evolve and I don't even remember I looked in the first place. Yeah. I had to go yeah. back to playing the game <laughs> live to remember. Yeah. Uh, and I got to say, like this is one of the maps that I uh, personally, as a player, uh, enjoyed the least when I went when we were playing live. And I'm so stoked to see those changes because this yep. this is such a massive change to to how it plays, and it's turning one of the one one of the maps that I had a hard time with in the beginning into something that plays really well, mm. uh, and the flow is really great and. I appreciate the challenge from like a design and art perspective to make this play well and have like more cover, uh, shorter si- line of sights, uh, shorter combat distances into such an environment. And I think they've done super well. I think uh, like now Conquest works really well, but also one of the highlights for me in the playtest has been doing breakthrough on it. Yeah. Like yes. it feels like you're yep. in a movie yep. in a way because you're just pushing and pushing and there's it, like this sense of dynamic action all the time and you're going through the glacier and like yeah. there's this really really nice momentum to the the whole thing I, I love how themed it feels like now yeah. when you go from sections to sections it feels like you're playing this very unique area and then moving into this very unique area which is very different from the previous one and then the next one is the same totally yeah I think the team has done a very good job here of um, like it was our biggest map and the flow is just much better than it was before. And I think Florian, you called it up pretty well that um, it wasn't as smooth as we wanted to be at the start. Yeah. So that we found like the new good flow, especially in Breakthrough, is uh, something I'm really looking forward to players experiencing themselves. And what we forgot to mention earlier is like we moved the oil rig actually. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, not yeah. in the same location. No. So I think being the big iconic location on the map it's now somewhere different. <laughs> like yeah. we moved it closer to the glacier, so that is pretty cool as well. Yeah. It's not easy to move an Orwick. They're no. pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I also think that each section now with the reworked map is really interesting because it has its own playstyle, own dynamic. Like you go to one and it's very linear, you go to another like the oil rig and like there's all these flanking opportunities and then, you know, you you come up where like this big... Uh, like almost like Globen in Stockholm, this big round <laughs> yeah. thing. 
Uh, for all you who are not from Sweden, you don't know, but it's a big round structure here in Stockholm. It's a giant dome, and if yeah. you stand in this in the city center or where we work, it basically looks like I don't know, yeah, giant dome in the sky. Yeah, and a sci-fi looking yeah, nice trivia for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> well. So you get up there, and and there, that's also very, very sort of you can flank a lot. There's a lot yep. of chaos, and and you can hide in a bunch of places, and yeah, it's just interesting how how different the map plays across these different sections. I think in a really nice way. So it sounds like we are all very big fans of the Oerik, but let's take a closer look at the other sections of the map that we changed. Um, Florian, let's let's start with you with the ice shelf. Oh yeah, the, so the ice shelf uh, has received a lot of improvements uh, uh, on, on breakaway. There's like a new flag uh, on top of the ice shelf, and there's also, I think, new routes going from the ice shelf to the old rig, so you get a lot of flanking opportunities uh, be- between both. I hear a lot of flanking keywords here, Oric, Ice Shelf. Uh, what about the glacier top check? Uh, yeah, so, you know, previously it was like a very open area yep. with not much so, so much cover to protect yourself. Um, but now the penguins have created a little outpost. <laughs> shout out yeah. to the penguins. Yeah, shout out to the penguins uh, with buildings and, you know, you can like battle through there and move around in, in, a, in a much more uh, complex way. And establish control of the immediate area in much better ways. So I, I think before it was really, you know, sniper scooches. Yeah, yeah. Like they had free side of you, and now it's it's uh, it's it's much better in that aspect. Then we have the uh, the snow cave. Yeah, so that's one of the newish areas that received a lot of uh, new cool additions. Uh, so it's uh, like a. Within the glacier, you have a, a nice small snow cave. Sorry, uh, that features like a. I think there's like a crashed condor in there. Uh, and there's, of course, this is an objective. And so you, you also have like some close quarters opportunities, but people that can fight from above the glacier. And there's a, also a bunch of routes going uh, from from the, the snow cave towards the sides. Yep. Uh, it's a very nice area as well. And the uh, obviously we need a workers village for people that work on the ore rig. So obviously. What, what do we do there? Yeah, so uh, we've been talking about flow and how the map, in a way, has become more compact in different ways. Yep. And so uh, the distances between capture points is uh, shorter, uh, so that like keeps the flow of combat going, and it just feels much better right now with clean navigation and there's more fortification throughout this area yep. because of you know increased military presence. That kind of uh, narrative vibe around yep. it. So I guess if, as a summary of a takeaway for the breakaway work, it's just we moved a lot of stuff around. It's 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 much smaller now. Um, the ore rig has been moved, but there is way more cover. It is easier to navigate than before. Um, you are not caught in the open as much because we had a lot of open spaces before on breakaway. So more cover, um, easier to navigate, but also giving you new paths to go to the areas where you need to um, that weren't necessarily there before. So I'm really forward to seeing gameplay and like having players get their hands on it. What What's your favorite thing about the map? Uh, let's start with Florian. I mean, I I, <laughs> I don't want to call out the old rig again, but uh, of course I will. Um, and I would say, I think in particular, the, the combat you get between the old rig and the uh, workers' village, uh, specifically in Breakthrough. This is such, uh, it's an area that plays so well in between the yep. two. Mm. So yeah, super excited. 
Yeah, I think breakthrough is on this map is really amazing. Yeah. And then also just to see something like Conquest work really well on such a map as well, because these areas are so different. And so when you come to a new spot, you're almost like in its own game mode in a yep. way, regardless of game mode you're playing, because each area is so specific. And so, yeah, the overall flow and, and just um, the difference and variance across the map yep. right now is amazing. Great, that's, uh, I think, a very nice summary of what we're doing for Breakaway. So I'm looking forward to getting that into your hands. Um, let's move on to the next section where we'd love to talk about thermoscopes that we're bringing in this update. So Florian, do you want to start? What What is the work we did here? Yeah, so thermals has been something we, we've wanted to bring to Battlefield 2042 for a lot of time. And I think there's been a lot of people in the community calling out, why don't we have thermoscopes <laughs> yet? But we really wanted to get that right. And it's been... Uh, a really big effort, uh, be it on like the engine side, uh, rendering side, and many other disciplines in, involved when it comes to trying to make it look good. A lot of uh, discussions between design, art, on how to achieve like the, the right look and the right gameplay balance there. Uh, so the thermal is now uh, within the scope. Before in previous games, like if you remember Battlefield 4, for example, thermal would take the entire screen because we didn't really have like a nice way to contain that to the the actual optic of the weapon. So now you'll have a variety of scopes that have that within the weapon, while the rest is, of course, not affected by the effect. Uh, and it's been um, a lot of like playtesting and a lot of uh, gameplay uh, thoughts going into that on how we want to execute the, the implementation of thermals. I know a lot of people within the community probably have a lot of opinions on how this played out in previous games. I played Battlefield 4 a lot myself, where we had thermals in that game, and there was, there was always a lot of feedback around, oh, we have smoke grenades in this game, but whenever you have a thermal scope, then they just don't really, uh, they're not really useful anymore. And we've had a lot of playtests with the same thoughts uh, in, in 2042. I myself have been playing with the thermals in a many playtests where for a while we were able to see through smokes and... Well, I didn't think my—I don't think my colleagues like like me all that much. Uh, so we had a lot of discussions on how we want to take this forward. And at this point, at the very least, we we've wanted to uh, make sure we keep the the gameplay integrity of uh, tools like smoke grenades uh, to make sure that they're still viable tools. And all of a sudden, introducing thermal scopes doesn't just make those tools um, not work anymore. I don't so think we want everyone running with a thermal scope just to. N- yeah, exactly all those. Yeah, okay. and of course, there's there's more gameplay implications to equipping a thermal scope. There is pros and cons uh, to that. Uh, that I, I won't get into the details there, um, but having thermal is a pretty big impact on gameplay. And while there is a lot of real life expectations of how on how it should work, uh, we want to make sure we get the the right implementation for the game and for the experience to still still feel great. So for now, you will not be able to see through smokes. You're you have a very uh, well in, improved visibility of many things and you can see through some stuff but things like smokes that are very crucial for gameplay consistency you'll not be able to see through that of course we're very open to feedback and we'll see how players receive that and how they would like us to take this forward but we, we wanted to make sure we we keep gameplay safe for this release at the very least fun and balance comes first. fun and balance yep. com- comes first for then sure o- over new features i yes. think that's uh that's great. What do you 
How do you feel about the thermoscope check? Yeah, I mean, I think Florian covered a lot of it. Um, but what I can say is just uh, being in sort of the design discussions around it and looking at it, it's there's so many variables you have to take into account. Uh, you know, how are the colors uh, looking? Of course, we want it to be as, you know, realistic in terms of what a thermoscope should be, but it's also important that people can uh, see regardless of uh, color blindness or not, these kind of things. So there's a lot of tweaking that goes into something like this and it's going to be really interesting to see how it's used in game, uh, that it's not sort of just a a one-way situation but that it's interacting with other things like the smokes. Mm -hmm. I think uh, that is not just a con, it's also like a, a pro for the person who's throwing the smoke, but it's also an interesting aspect because it makes the game more dynamic. You have to yeah. constantly move around things and understand that there's not a one-fits-all solution. Uh, and and uh, that's the case with this as well. So I think that's really nice. And I'm really happy to to just like see the execution of that because, again, we've we've wanted to introduce that in the game for a while and make it look right. And I think... It really turned out to look visually really great. Uh, mm. I think there's been a lot of great work put in there. I know a lot of effort uh, throughout many, many months to make this yeah. look as good as possible uh, and also perform well because that's also one of the challenges with with uh, features like this, trying to make it look good but also not uh, affect your frame rate all that much. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think players will really appreciate the visual aspect of it because uh, we've been putting a lot of effort into trying yep. to get it right. Yeah, great. Um, so another f- new thing we added, where it's not new, but it's coming to new vehicles, is the active protection system, which was already part of other vehicles like the RAM. But we noticed and we had received a lot of feedback from players that our tanks were too exposed to uh, rockets right now. So... We wanted to give them a little bit of extra defense. Um, do you want to share more about that, Florian? Yeah, so I think this will make most of the tanks move a step towards like previous battlefield, specifically BF3 and BF4, for example, that those kind of uh, uh, tools available. Uh, and the survivability will probably increase. But again, you have to be very clever about when you use it. Uh, if, you, if you use it at a timing where you actually don't really have like a real threat then you're wasting it and yep. you'll be still exposed so it's very it's very interesting to me it it adds to the skill of playing tanks you have a really uh, big buffer of protection that can happen for a while but if it's not used correctly you're losing that and you're still weak relatively speaking of course the design of tanks between like bf3 and bf4 has changed quite a lot when it comes to like Mobility, I would say in BS3 and BF4, we had tanks that I call like glass cannon. They were actually a bit weaker, much weaker than they are in, in uh, Battlefield 2042, but they were more agile. They were actually a little stronger when it comes to combat, I mm-hmm. would say. Uh, whereas uh, 2042, we have tanks that behave in a more realistic way when it comes to like how the turret uh, turns and play, placing yourself correctly is a lot more important in, in, in 2042. Uh, Relative to like constant combat that can happen, and knowing that there's a lot of threats that will try to take down your tank. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, this is an interesting conversation also because it sort of ties into the um, the class system that's coming. In the sense that this is a tool that uh, tanks can use to protect themselves, and at the same time, we are introducing a class system where uh, we're aware that, um, for example, most of the anti-vehicle 
sort of weaponry is located in the engineer class. So um, this is just another example of how uh, we put a lot of work and effort into balancing the game differently, where we have to, you know, buff launchers, for example, and uh, ensure that things like the AT mine are less visible and uh, can be used more uh, efficiently. So um, we are going to continue to monitor that, um, and it'll be very interesting to see how things play in terms of team play synergies, but also the balance between vehicle gameplay and solar gameplay. So another thing we're adding in this update is below radar for air vehicles. Can you talk a little bit about this, Florian? Yeah, so I think it's a it's a great new addition uh, that will potentially increase the, the skill ceiling when it comes to vehicle play. Uh, so as a air vehicle player, you will have an easier time uh, trying to survive uh, incoming missiles from other vehicles uh, while using this space. I mean, of course, you already have the uh, the flares that you can use to like survive for a little longer, uh, but this space will allow you to uh, also survive for a little more at the cost of being a bit more exposed to uh, launchers that cannot lock onto you, tank shells and things like this. Uh, but it's... It makes the yeah, it definitely makes the skill ceiling a bit higher uh, with that, uh, and brings the vehicles a bit closer to the ground, which I think is interesting. And we actually have another change uh, related to air vehicles that is happening in the same update. Uh, the basically the the height at which uh, some of the helicopters can fly has been reduced, so that we get less situations where you have a Condor very high in the sky that is almost impossible to hit uh, and can like reign supreme on the battlefield without being contested by anyone for a while. So we're, that change will make sure that those, those vehicles uh, are easier to hit and can be dealt with uh, from the ground. Great. Um, what's your expectation for how this will play out, Jack? Yeah, I think it's very cool. I think these kind of details that create more movement uh, in the battlefield is really, really nice. That's something I'm personally very interested in. Uh, basically creating uh, rules or mechanics, these kind of things that like push or encourage uh, people to play in uh, in a different way or move in a different way across uh, you know air or ground. Mm-hmm. I think is very interesting. It it just makes the battlefield more dynamic. I think battlefield plays well when it's chaos, but with a bit of structure to it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> chaotic structure. I I love that. Um, yeah, and it also you know like I feel. I mean, maybe this is not the example of that, but these things lead to new opportunities and new opportunities usually lead to things that we haven't seen before as designers. Yep. And that's when we get like BF moments or these kind of things yep. because uh, players start to to play around with these rules. So, And then there's chaos within that. And that's, that's really nice. I think uh, the key takeaway from me here is gameplay is always evolving and like... For you guys as designers, it's just interesting to see what shenanigans players will find themselves in when we make a change, because they always find new ways of doing things, and sometimes things that you do not expect as a game designer, and I think that's really awesome. Um, I think it's definitely evolving, and also sometimes looking back at what we've done before and taking a page from that again to get some of the structure back into the game. Yeah, and it's amazing how like very small things can actually have a big impact, and Sometimes you do something big and sure, it, it makes a big difference, but then you do like this tiny thing and suddenly like the way people play the game really changes. Yep. And that's that's always so nice to see. Yeah, agreed. Um, let's move on 
two the new vault weapons. So we've got the M39, EMR, MTAR-21, and the PP-2000. So they're already available in Battlefield Portal, so we're bringing them to the All-Out Warfare arsenal now. So the only thing I want to hear from you guys is which one do you want to play with? Mm, I think PP-2000, just because it's such like a great close-range weapon, yeah. and I, I do like my close-range weapon. Uh, I do like the other ones as well. I mean, whenever I see Battlefield 3 weapons uh, making it into All of Warfare, I'm always excited. Uh, so, yeah, uh, excited again. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit kind of the same player. I like to be close quarters, so, um, yeah, I would say the same. Okay, very original, guys. Picking <laughs> <laughs> the same answer. Okay, uh, and obviously, you know, like I'm gonna be very bothered by all the marksmen who's like picking me off from a long distance. Yeah, with, yeah you know, yeah. the M39. So, um, great. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention: we are changing the turret speeds for tanks as well. Yes, right. I, I should have touched on to that when yeah, it comes yeah, to like yeah. talking about the <laughs> changes from like. 2042, and also BF1 and BF5, where we had slower turret rotation in general, and yep. and BF4 and BF3 that was like completely free when it comes to turret yep. rotation. And yeah, this is taking a step back towards faster turret rotation, which I think I think vehicle players will be very happy to hear yes. about that. I mean, tank players, mm. uh, because this will allow them to have a better chance at fighting in close ranges. I think something that we we kind of struggle with with vehicles is trying to get them into closer spaces and not feeling like it's a death sentence every time they try to do that. Yep. Uh, so the, the increased turret rotation will allow them to take risks and feel like they, if they play it well, they can come out alive instead of like, oh, I will take risks, but I will probably just die anyway. Yep. Uh, so I'm, I'm super excited about this change and it's great that you call it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just feels smoother as well. Um, great. So... We have a whole set of smaller individual changes and improvements in this update as well. Um, I guess let's just dive into what your favorite changes are that, that are also included in the update. Um, you want to start with you, Florian? Sure. Uh, we've done a few improvements to the soldier experience, one of them being fall damage that already has received some change in 3.1. Uh, but here we're doing some extra changes to make it look also pretty good. Uh, so we're adding new animations to landings. Uh, we're adding a bit more flow to that. Uh, those changes are basically here to um, make the players feel like there's more weight to the, to the soldier, but also there is more impact to the decisions they're taking. So if they decide to jump off a building without opening their parachute, they will get punished by a bit of a slowdown and a bit of fall damage. Uh, so I, I'm pretty excited about this change just because it makes the game feel and flow a bit better. Although it feels like punishment, but it's punishment for players to... You, I mean, to to flow around the map in the correct way instead of just like mindlessly running around and jumping without thinking too much. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Jack? Yeah. So one really cool thing that I think will be really appreciated is that the javelin now will have the top-down attack. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's basically when a target is designated, it will do quite a nice spectacle and uh, fly up and then sort of crash into the targets and do a lot more damage. Um, so that's a really, really nice little tweak around that. That sounds pretty cool. Um, another feature I'm excited about is the, I guess, return of so-called damage numbers. We've had that in Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5. Through the score, you hit someone and it says enemy hit and some score, where adding a new feature, which is by default turned off, so you can go into options, and I think it's on the crosshair hit indicator, 
and turn it on if you want. And whenever you will hit a target, be it a soldier or a vehicle, it will show the amount of damage that you've dealt to that 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 player. It's still a we call it like still an experimental feature because we we want to see how players react to that and potentially do more with this. So we we, we just want to try it out, see how people feel about it. Uh, but I think it will help a lot with coordinating. If you're on voice with someone and you hit someone, and you can tell them, "Oh, I've dealt 80 damage," so you can push this uh, this this soldier. Yep. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see how people pick up this feature uh, and how we can fine tune it over time. Uh, so looking forward to that one in, in particular, also because I personally miss that that kind of information. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. I I think it's one of those cool uh, little changes. Mm-hmm. That you mentioned earlier that can change the way you play a little bit. For example, you call it out Florian, like, oh, I did 80 damage. Let's let's go for this person. I mean, we we've had yeah. hit indicators yeah. before, like the what people also call hit markers mm. yeah. that kind of change size based on the amount of damage you you de- you deal. But it's it's sometimes hard to actually understand. Okay, is it that much bigger or that much smaller than the previous? Yeah, I, yeah. I think for 2042 specifically, it made it makes things very clear. Yes. Yeah. I, I think the actual most exciting scenario with this addition is damage to vehicles because uh, it's sometimes hard to understand is this yes. a good hit on the tank yeah. how many more hits of a rocket launcher do i need to destroy it so now when you hit a tank and it tells you oh you've dealt 22 damage and you know okay i just need to have four more hits and then i'll destroy this tank yeah i mean i know you were like digging around in that system for a long time Florianda, and it's it's going to be super nice to to see that come into the game um, also, we talked about synergies and team play earlier, and I think the change uh, to Rao creating a synergy with engineer class is really, really cool. Um, obviously, this means Rao can't hack and then also use uh, anti-vehicle equipment in the way that an engineer can, but what it does is it creates this really, really nice team play aspect between engineers and uh, a recon class character like Rao. So I'm really looking forward to see players uh, um, playing off each other in this sense. And I think it's something we always want to achieve. And so with the uh, class system, we actually get to revisit these kind of things and tweak them further and make them more interesting and uh, more about how you do things together. Uh, So when you hack now, you actually designate the, the... vehicle for the engineer player and they can very easily get a good bit of damage dealt to it. So that's a really nice thing. I think it further defines what it means for Raul to be a recon. Yeah. Like he's spotting and designating the targets for the team and no longer just for himself. And I think that Totally. Uh, and yeah. I think that taps into, you know, really giving all these classes identity yes. and yep. strengthening them in their own sense and making them uh, really, really clear. Uh, which I think is of great benefit to the entire gameplay. Yep. And I have another one. Yes. I have an update to the soldier, uh, what we call the UI, UI hit uh, damage indicator. So when you get damage, uh, we've we've done some changes there uh, with the intent to make those clearer. Like we wanted to make sure that it's easier to understand how much damage you're taking, how many times you're getting hit in a row, because it's pretty common, of course, in Battlefield when you get hit by an assault rifle, you will get multiple hits. But before it was a bit hard to tell how many times you were getting hit. So those changes we're making are making it a little easier for you to understand how much damage you're taking and how many times you got hit by the same player. 
uh, and also the direction at the same time. They're they're a bit slimmer now, and will will scale based on how much damage you're, 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 you you've gotten. And I think they feel also a bit more visceral, so it will be a bit easier for you to immediately tell, oh, I'm getting damaged and it's really bad or it's, okay, it's fine. It's a small hit, so I don't need to worry all that much. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about the, this change. Hopefully this makes uh, readability of damage and reacting appropriately a bit easier. Yeah, I I remember seeing that change for the first time and just also feeling that there's a greater sense of impact to the damage you're receiving um, and it becomes more useful. And I, I think it really fits into the game uh, really nicely the way you've done the the layout of it and all of that. So yeah, um, I think uh, the most important update as well is the cookie of the week. Like, <laughs> what, do, what are we having today? Uh, so uh, with the risk of losing my Swedish citizenship if I get this wrong, uh, this is a cola coca. Cola coca. Did and I say that correctly? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. yeah. Say it how, again. How does it taste, Tom? Uh, they're very cinnamony. Is that a word? But yeah, they taste very nice. Yeah, and I think it's like the way the sugar sort of like almost becomes like a fudge and then hardens. And so that's like what makes it into like a cola, like fudge. Damn, this Next is podcast will be cook, a cookie cooking expert, podcast yeah. for <laughs> like, sure. Like we are maybe, yeah, maybe a, a, a cookie podcast at some yeah, point. Yeah, that's, that's actually what we are. Um, but yeah, that's, that's I think uh, a good overview of everything that's coming in update 3.2. So as a... As a reminder, or just a refresher before we close off for the day, so it's uh, the return to the class system as part of update 3.2, alongside the breakaway map rework, which is the, the biggest rework we've done so far. So really excited about this one. We've got thermal scopes coming. Uh, the active protection system is coming to the M1, A5, and T28 tanks. We've got below radar for air vehicles. We've got a bunch of new vault weapons, the M39, EMR, MTAR-21, and a PP-2000. And as we just discussed here in the end, uh, a whole set of smaller uh, individual changes and improvements to the game. The update notes are available already. They're available on our website. So if you want to see all the changes that are included, we invite you to go check those out. Um, and then for next week, we are back with a Q&A. So we would love to hear from you what your questions are for Update 3.2 and beyond once you've had a chance to play. Get in touch with us through podcast at battlefield.com. Tag us at Battlefield on our social channels and use the hashtag Inside Battlefield to submit your questions. Um, but most importantly, thank you, Florian and Jack, for being here uh, today. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was super nice. Uh, yeah, I, ho- uh, I hope you you had fun. I think it's it's, it's really exciting to uh, just do these podcasts. It always together. is like it's uh, super nice to just talk yeah. about battlefield. I mean, that's that's what it's we live and breathe when we work exactly. at, at Dice, right? So uh, sharing insight is super nice. Yeah, yeah. it is, and it's also going to be super cool to see our players get a hand on this. Yeah. So, folks, the update comes out tomorrow, January thirty first. Really looking forward to getting your hands on this. Um, yeah wishing you all a very lovely week and we hope you tune in for the next one following Monday and remember play the objective play the objective play the objective thanks folks bye 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 bye